join the conversation. Zero code nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. That's nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. Uh, if you want to join us in the chat, come to youtube.com slash liberaldanradio and join us in the live chat there. If you're listening at Blog Talk Radio and using that chat, just head on over here. It's easier to have one chat room going than two at this point in time, at least. Uh, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. on the show thread at liberaldan.com, over at facebook.com slash liberaldanradio, uh, comment at liberaldanradio on Twitter, and also on the YouTube thread on Liberal Dan Radio on YouTube as well. A um, <clears throat> bunch of housekeeping stuff to talk about. If you want to call on the show, again, it's 914-803-4131. And um, I'm not going to do that long of a show tonight, probably. I mean, unless I get going on a roll, then, you know, that'll just stay up late tonight. Um, after the show tonight, I'll take a brief break. And then I will be going back over to Twitch for Nerdy Dan, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. Um, there is a release of uh, a new update of Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I want to do that update tonight so I could do the Fortnite up weekly things tomorrow. So I wanted to, I'm doing an extra bonus Nerdy Dan stream on Twitch tonight after this show. So if you want to join me and hop on over there and Dreamlight Valley is a lot more, uh, tamer a lot of the people um a lot more calm not a lot a lot of action going on it's much more cute uh have a lot more time to talk about other stuff so if you want to join me over there um and we can continue the conversation over there as well it's fine um or you know whatever um it is what it is sorry donald thank you donald um hey matt lady thank you for joining hey p dub hey tim uh, hey, Robert, no, you didn't miss anything. Uh, one of our patrons, Aaron and uh, Jolie, hey, thanks, and Wes, part of the uh, patrons, liberal and liberal patrons. If you want to support the show, patreon.com slash liberaldan uh, or patreon.liberaldan.com. Uh, you can support the show monthly there, $5 a month, or you can uh, buy me a cider, go to liberaldan.com, click the buy me a cider button, um, or you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio or just scan the Venmo link or at liberaldan on Venmo, just do friends and family because you're not buying anything. Um, yes, I am scratching the gaming itch. Uh, I am monetized over on Twitch, uh, on nerdydan.com. So I do want to put, you know, do that regularly enough to continue on and have the people do the subscriptions with the free prime accounts. Um, or if you want to sub, you know, it's a paid one as well. That's also fine too. I appreciate that as well. Um, so, and last night on my Twitch stream, I was talking with Jolie about this a bit and, was the mountain lady? I used to say it is what it is until I heard Donnie say it. Um, I just make Donnie say it for me all the time now. So um, I was contemplating heading over doing the double live stream, doing it Mondays and Wednesdays early and thinking that I might be able to get monetized on Twitch for twitch.tv slash liberal Dan radio. That account already exists. Um, I was thinking about getting that up and running um, and, and maybe trying to get that up and running and become affiliate with that as well and getting monetized there because I could probably do that really quickly because it's easier to do. However, again, in order to get that done, I would have to do that two days a week. And in order to do that two days a week, I would need, I would need to do three hour shows both days. And I would also, the amount of money that I might be making with it would offset the perhaps cost that I would need to generate um, 
to pay for the software that I might need to be able to then stream to do different locations. So I think it's best for right now if I focus on making the more YouTube content to try and push and get myself up to a thousand subscribers on YouTube first, get myself monetized on YouTube first. And once I get monetized, once I get the thousand subscribers, then I'll go two times a week. Once I get monetized on YouTube, then I'll start working on Twitch. However, if you do want to, uh, yes, I do drink cider, Robert. Um, Broad Street Cider is the place I go to here in New Orleans. Uh, they are local. Uh, they brew their own cider, and it's very delicious. If you ever come to New Orleans, I'd be happy to take you um, and buy you a cider. Um, so anybody can buy me a cider here, but I would be happy to buy you a cider if you came to New Orleans. And we could, uh, we could there, there's lots of ciders and meads there, and it's very delicious. They do some very good stuff there. And they also serve little, like, charcuterie plates or whatever. It's quite delicious. And we're very good friends with the owners. They're very nice people. It's wonderful. Anyway, um, back to the topic at hand. Get myself more content on YouTube. Get myself monetized on YouTube. And then I will start working on the monetization on Twitch. However, if you do want to help me start that process early, if you already have a Twitch account, first of all, you, you, could, you could follow me at twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. But... Also, go to twitch.tv slash liberaldanradio, same way it's spelled here, and you can follow there and help get me up to the 50 followers I need to become an affiliate on Twitch as well. Um, so that's one thing you do, uh, Jolie or Aaron, if you want to help me with, share that link as well. Um, we can start that process rolling as well. <clears throat> Anywho, so... Cough is mostly almost better. I still, it's still a little bit there. I still have a little bit of a sore throat, so I might hear the Ricola clickety-clacketing away in my mouth, but I'm doing much better than I was last week. Of course, watch, I'll start having another coughing fit because I just jinxed myself. Um, no real headlines to talk about today because today I'm really, today's show is almost going to be entirely headlines almost because there's just so many small topics to talk about in the news this week that I really just want to just talk about random topics for the entirety of the show, which is why I should call the show Lagniap. Lagniap in, in New Orleans, it just means a little bit extra. So just a little bit extra on top. So this is going to be a little bit extra show, a little bit extra topics, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So, um, so if you ever hear a little Lagniap, it's a little bit extra, a little bit extra on top. If you're coming out of New Orleans, if someone offers you Lagniap, you say yes. Unless it's a little extra bad stuff, then you say no. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's your that's your uh, Louisiana language lesson of the day. So anyway, yes. So it's Twitch.tv/LiberalDanRadio if you want to help get the process starting started with building up the followers there, and then eventually I will hopefully sooner than later start building that up and start dual streaming once I start doing two days a week. And if you want to see me. Two days a week, you know, like content, comment on videos, share videos, etc. You know, all, all of it helps the algorithms. All of it helps, you know, get people seeing see there. I think that one of the deals is I need to make more shorts because with Nerdy Dan, like I posted some video to Nerdy to some short to NerdyDan.com on YouTube, and immediately it almost got like fourteen hundred views. I was like, holy crap! 
and I gained like 20 viewers overnight. I was like, okay, or 20 subscribers overnight. I'm like, that's cool. So it'd be funny if I see Nerdy Dan surpass Liberal Dan. It's not going to happen really. Um, that's not going to happen immediately, but that would be weird and ironic if that were to happen, and I'm not really focusing on that too much. <laughs> wrenches. That's going to be the ongoing joke now. Jolie and Aaron, the wrenches. <laughs> so funny. Um, anywho, so as I said, lots of stuff to talk about. Um, we've got one of the things that kind of, you know, in, in country music news, there's, there's several country music things to talk about this week. I don't know if y'all saw the Miranda Lambert concert where you had Miranda Lambert. She was singing one of her songs. I don't know which song she was singing. I don't know the Miranda Lambert catalog all that well. Um, but she's singing a song, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the song, she just stopped singing. And the reason she stopped singing was not because somebody threw something at her head or not because somebody was, you know, doing something horrible or terrible, like somebody was getting trampled or there wasn't like a shooting, like at a Jason Aldean concert in Vegas or whatever. No, there was a group of, of five women um, who were sitting in the VIP section. Apparently they paid like over $700 a seat for these seats. And I think there was at least six of them. So doing the math, that's at least 4,200, if not more, I think it was 750, so 1,500, 4,500, 1,500, about 4,500 at least dollars worth of seat that they've purchased to go attend her concert. And she stopped the concert in the middle of the concert to point these women out and say, these people are more, these people are more interested in taking a selfie than listening to my music and it's just pissing me off. I'm like, these people just paid 4500 4, bucks to come watch your show. They should be able to do whatever the hell they want as long as they're not interrupting your show. And taking a selfie doesn't interrupt your show. Like, they got you in the selfie. They want to you know, take a memory that's going to, you know, whatever they're celebrating, that's going to last forever. Like, if I was her, if I was the person who was in the selfie and who was called out or whatever, I'd be pretty pissed off. And in fact... I have a story about that. I was, I went, it was my first, my first anniversary. So it was 2008. I go to the house of blues and I go pick up my tickets to go see Brian Adams in concert, standing room only or whatever. And there's a sign at the will call at the, at the, uh, at the event that says no professional video equipment, no flash photography. I have a rinky dink little Canon photo shot or whatever it's called camera. I turn the, I turn the flash off to make sure I'm not in violation of the policy. And I, I'm in there and I take a few pictures. I took a video or two or whatever, but again, it's not professional video equipment. And I'm over on the side. There are people in the middle. Now, I mean, granted, this is like 2008. The cell phones aren't great, but there's a bunch of people with their cell phones up taking video right up there, just taking video of him. He picks me up from the side of the room and he's like, I better not see this on YouTube later. Let's re let's re re roll that back for a second because there's another story to tell about that. Um, earlier in the show, he go he he's he had apparently had a new album that year. I I didn't know about it, and 
who here, who here has, has my new album? And this one person in the room goes, Woo! like, it was so pathetic. Like, Woo! this one little pathetic little, Woo! and, and he goes, oh, you're the one. So when he then fast forward back to him calling me out, I was about to say, maybe if I posted this on YouTube, you get more people in Louisiana buying your album. However, the, the tickets that I bought were a gift to my wife for our anniversary, and I did, I did not want to ruin her time on our anniversary. Now, my time was already ruined because I spent the rest of the time fuming mad at Mr. Brian Adams because he can kiss my ass at this point. Um, and security came over. It wasn't just him calling me out and soloing me out and being like, I better not see this on YouTube. <laughs> um, security dude comes around. No pictures. I'm like, when I picked up my tickets, it clearly said no professional video photography, no professional video equipment, no flash photography. I turned my flash off. This is not a professional video equipment. I'm following the posted rules. He goes, no pictures. I'm like, fine. You go tell all those people over there with all their cell phones up the same thing because they're all doing the same thing, yet I got singled out. He's like, all right. And he walks over there and he tells them something, and then he leaves, and they all take their cell phones back out again and start videoing and taking pictures and crap or whatever. So I'm sitting there, and I'm just, fuming mad over the whole damn thing and i'm just like and i i it took the house of blues in new orleans changing ownership for me to go back to that place and furthermore i will i have not listened to brian adams on the radio again like every time like i'm if i'm playing serious uh, like max m on on the radio and it comes on the radio or if i'm just listening to the regular radio and brian adams comes on the radio and it what is it here it's 2023 that was 2008. So what, 15 years later, it gets turned off because F him and the horse he rode in on. So I, I, I know how this woman feels, being except for the fact that I maybe only paid somewhere between $50 and $100 a ticket for my standing room only seats. I didn't pay $700 to $750 for my VIP tickets to see Miranda Lambert. So Take my fifty to a hundred dollars, multiply that by however many times it was that she paid for her tickets, and then that's how probably pissed off this woman is. And I, I, I but I feel I, I feel like I can sympathize with that pain because and that anger because the, just being called out in the middle of the show where you're just trying to have a good time with the people you love. And people, you know, be it your friends, your family, your wife, and you're just trying to have a good old time. And some some celebrity who thinks they're better than everybody else just wants to call you out because you're doing something that they don't want you to do. And I wasn't going to share it on YouTube. I wasn't planning on doing any of that. I mean, whatever. Now, look, I mean, I did share some some audio or video from the concert that I went to. Um, when I went to go see uh, Duran Duran, but it was it wasn't the song that I shared on my YouTube on my YouTube channel. It was what they said about Ukraine before the song, 
what I shared on YouTube. So like, I understand copyright stuff. I understand how that all works. So I'm not going to be sitting here and, and risking my channel with copyright violations just to get a cheap hit. I mean, sometimes, yeah, I mean, I, I, I have gotten some hits with my karaoke stuff, and that's fine, whatever. But I understand that when I do the karaoke stuff, it's not necessarily a hit. It's just they're going to take the, the, the ad revenue and throw it towards the copyright owners, and that's fine, too. So, okay, let's let's scroll back and see... Um, thank you, Robert. Appreciate you. Also appreciate you for being a patron. Um, there was a Friday that you were on that kind of cool, but that wasn't that inv invading your Sabbath. Um, I'm not a good Jew, Wes. <laughs> I am not an observant Jew. I am not a, I, as I joke, I am not a practicing Jew. I practice enough as a kid. I don't need any more practice. I don't, I don't need to practice at all. Um, let's see. Don't say the performer's name. We didn't need to forget the connection. She went Karen mid-show. Yes, she did. Um, Jeff Curry, I can't hear shit when I take selfies. Exactly. Um, let's see. House of Blues in Myrtle Beach. Nice place. Let's see. I peeked into House of Blues in New Orleans. There was no show. Uh, also looked into Preservation Hall. There was only a few people there. It wasn't open. An evening in Preservation Hall to line around the block. Yeah, there was one time when Taylor Swift was in Preservation Hall and it like surprised everybody. Was it Ryan Adams or Brian? It was Brian Adams. Um, I have seen Ryan Adams in concert too, I believe. I think he was an opener for somebody. Um, I want to take Stephanie Miller's photo. We had front row seats at Sexy Liberal Chicago. That's awesome. I wish Sexy Liberal would come to New Orleans. Uh, Stephanie stood right above me in a miniskirt. Oh, geez. Uh, is she related to the other Lambert? I don't think she's related to Adam Lambert. I don't believe so. Dan with his southern accent. <laughs> Yeehaw. Um, 2008 iPhone 3. I think it was a flip phone. I think there were lots of flip phones. Yes, I'm Jewish. <coughs> um, when someone was younger, he was down on stage for Three Doors Down taking video. Next things, the singer had camera on stage taking video videos of the band. I see those are awesome people. Those are like the cool singers, the cool bands, the ones that'll take the cell phones and bring the phone up stage and take a selfie of them and take a selfie in front of the king. Those are like the awesome bands, the bands that like don't take themselves too seriously, that want to give the fans an experience and, and want to be awesome. Like, like, have you ever, have you seen the, the, the not the Goo Goo Dolls? I mean, we've been to Goo Goo Dolls concert, but it's um, uh, Foo Fighters. Have you seen the Foo Fighters when they invite people up on stage like um, during the pandemic, um, what's his face? The one from Nirvana. Oh, I'm blanking on the freaking name. Why am I blanking on his freaking name? Um, well, he was having like a drum off with this kid and the kid was doing uh, like this girl and she was doing really awesome. And so she got to go up on stage with him and play drums with the band. And then there was a guy in, in the, uh, kiss mask or the kiss the kiss paint and they were calling him kiss guy and he got to play monkey wrench with them and then some other kid got up there with a guitar and played a metallica song um i think it was enter sandman maybe with two fighters like really freaking cool like like 
that's like the cool type of band, like the bands that like, again, don't take themselves too freaking seriously and just want to have fun at their shows. Like why not Dave Grohl? Yeah. Thank you. <sighs> brain fart, major brain fart. Um, the P you can get in trouble for just singing someone's song. Yeah. I mean, that's true as well. I mean, there, there's, there's the, there's the uh, copyright and the, the people that own the, the people that write the songs and the people that write the music and there's all whoever owns all owns all the rights to all of that stuff and whoever gets paid and everything like that and who gets the song credits and it's all a big mishmash. It's 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 one of the reasons why it's so complicated and why I haven't tried to worry about getting any sort of. You know, I used to do yakety sacks as my hypocrite of the week instead of um, instead of the the song I use now that if I had a chicken. Uh, because if I had a chicken is royalty free, I just have to give credit to the person who made it. Um, but when I did, yeah, when I did hypocrite of the week on the radio, the radio station handled the, the uh, royalty payments to Yakety Sacks and, you know, to the, to the group, whoever handled it. So I tried to look into it, but it, it was too much of a headache. So, uh, Dave was at a record store and they offered him a discount. He said, do you know who I am? I don't need a discount and give it to these guys behind me. Nice. Got front row at Grateful Dead concert once. Tickets said no cameras. The security officer front stage took all the pictures for us. Nice. Um, Robert, good night all. 3.45 a.m. work time. Oof. I'm sorry. Um, anywho. All right. So the next topic at hand. Speaking of Jason Aldean, as I brought up earlier, uh, there's the Jason Aldean uh, had his new video. Uh, like, don't try this in a small town or something. And uh, CMT, Country Music Television, uh, took the video off the air uh, because a lot of people were saying that it incited violence and it encouraged violence or what have you. And I've seen some of the clips of the video. I've seen some of the lyrics from the video, uh, from the song. And now, a lot of people are being apologists for this song on Twitter. And I got into it with some of the people on Twitter as well, as as one does when one's political and one likes to deal with the conservatives on Twitter. And these folks just just love to just dig in and not want to admit that they're wrong and will never do so. But it's just amazing how they can't even see what the problem is. Like, no, he never actually mentioned black people when he's talking about the riots that were going on, but the images of the riots that were going on were the riots over, like, George Floyd. Those are the riots that he was showing in the video. He was showing, like, Black Lives Matter riots, and he was saying, try those Black Lives Matter riots in the small town. He wasn't saying, you know, he didn't show any footage of the January 6th insurrection. He didn't show the people storming the White House and or not the Capitol building, I mean, and say, try that in a small town. He didn't say that to the insurrectionists. No, he said that to about the Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter riot. So. Don't tell me that there wasn't a certain bunch of people that he was kind of wink, wig, nudge, nudging. Like, 
this is a dog whistle. And there, there are things that conservatives love to do. Well, they'll, they'll say something and they know what they mean. And the people who they want to hear what they really mean know what they mean. But when the other people call them out for saying it, they're, they're like, oh, no, plausible deniability. We never actually said what you're saying that we said. But we all know that they said what we're saying that they were saying, what they were saying. And of course, the video was filmed in front of a courthouse where a lynching took place. So either that was purposely done, or that was just the biggest, oh my God, screw up moment. And it, it, are we supposed to believe that that was a mistake? Are we supposed to believe that Jason Aldean was like, well, I didn't know that that happened here, or that anybody involved in the making of this video was like, you know, there was something that took place at this, at this courthouse that you should know about before you, you film here. Maybe you should rethink making this video here with, with these images if, if that's not really the message you want to send. The message that is sent by this video is clear and he doesn't want to admit it but he got caught he got caught saying what he said he got caught with the dog whistle cmt's credit they took the video down and i don't want to hear any of the bs from the conservatives like oh he didn't really say he said it He didn't have to say all the words to send the message that he sent. And if you don't want to see it, you could bury your head in the sand like an ostrich. It doesn't mean, it doesn't change the fact that he said what he said. Let's see. I read read that about Jason. He's a big, of course he's a big chumpster. I mean, there are not many white male country singers who are who are that I'm aware of that are not Trumpsters. Like I mean, I don't know if maybe John Mellencamp, if you want to label John Mellencamp a, a country singer, maybe he is fairly progressive. Um but most of your your modern country type folks are gonna be your 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 yeehaw type country with your, your your deep twang type voice. Your, 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 if you're going to stereotype someone, I reckon you're going to stereotype someone and they're, they're going to sound like this. They're probably voting for Trump. They're probably going to have a, a red MAGA hat on and going to want to sing about making America great again. And they're probably going to announce it, pronounce it America. Know what I mean? Anyhow. Um, speaking of, let's see, I did talk about hypocrite of the week for this week. So why don't we go ahead and play this week's hypocrite of the week? 
This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Disney head Bob Iger, who made $54 million in two years and said the Hollywood labor unions are unrealistic about demands and the strike is a shame. But actor Sean Gunn points out that in the 80s, a CEO might make 30 times more than their lowest paid worker. Now Iger makes 400 times more. I mean, who needs satire writers when the wealthy come up with this crap all on their own? Right, Bob? To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Dane Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. All right, and that's the other thing. One of the other things I wanted to talk about this week was the whole thing about um, the strikes going on. It, has, it hasn't been since, I think, the 60s that you've had both the writer strike and the uh, Actors Guild going on strike at the same time. Uh, so we're going to have a lot of um, we're going to have a, a lot of uh, different type of television going on in the next few weeks and months, uh, maybe a year. I don't know. Um, if you're not into professional wrestling, uh, now might be a good time to start because uh, I think that's one of the few uh, scripted television shows that won't be affected by this strike. So therefore, uh, if, if you don't want, if you want something scripted and not reality, wrestling, it might be your very best bet. I think one of the few shows that, that I watch at least that isn't affected might be uh, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, because I think they are um, British writers and I don't think it's SAG actors. So therefore, I think they can continue work on that. Uh, but most of the shows uh, that, that I watch are pretty much affected by that. You could not hear the audio, huh? So let me see if I could maybe up the audio again and maybe make it a little higher. Let's try it again. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Disney head Bob Iger, who made $54 million in two years and said the Hollywood labor unions are unrealistic about demands and the strike is a shame. But actor Sean Dunn points out that in the 80s, a CEO might make 30 times more than their lowest paid worker. Now Iger makes 400 times more. I mean, who needs satire writers when the wealthy come up with this crap all on their own? Right, Bob? To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dane Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Dane Radio on YouTube and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. All right. If that's not better, I'll just go ahead and upload it to YouTube um, later on. So, um, Jeff Curry asks, can anyone name a musician that has aged well? Seal? Maybe um, Montel Jordan. Um, let's see. Uh, Tony Braxton. Um, now, you're going to ask me to name a white musician? Because uh, black don't crack, as Oprah would say. So um, anyway... So the writer's strike, hey, Megan, how's it going? Um, so wrestling may be a good, uh, a good thing to, uh, to watch if, if you're into that stuff. Um, but just the hypocrisy of, of Iger, uh, just to say that these folks are, are not, um, are crazy or whatever, or are that, that he doesn't, that he has a problem with the strike. Like, come on, man. I mean, he earns like what, 27 million a year plus whatever stock, not stock options or whatever bonuses based on stock performance that he might have, um, that he might get a little extra on that. You know, 
it's yeah, like in the, the, the what is the Sean Gunn, the guy, one of the guys from Guardians of the Galaxy, was talking about the pay difference. Like in the eighties, CEO pay was like thirty times the lowest lowest paid person, and in, you know, now it's like four hundred times the lowest paid person, which is ridiculous and obscene. Uh, there are some people who bring up the idea that you should tie the highest wage to the lowest wage, but I don't agree with that simply because of it's a fact of it's an easy way. There's, there's easy ways to game the system. Like when somebody said that I thought of the easiest way to game the system, which would be like, if I was running a big company that made like billions of dollars and I wanted to make, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year or whatever, or I just wanted to make, let's say I want to make $50 million a year and you wanted to cap it at 10 times the lowest salary or whatever. So, or let's say, let's say you wanted to cap it at 50 times what, I don't know what you want to cap it at. Let's say you wanted to cap it at, so, so let's say I wanted to, let's say, let's say if I wanted to make 50 million a year and if at 50 million a year, according to the law, the lowest salary that I would be able to pay would be a hundred thousand dollars a year, which would basically mean I would only be able to have professionals working for me. I couldn't have any blue collar workers for me. I couldn't have any maid staff or, or um, house cleaning staff or any janitorial staff or whatever. Um, I couldn't have cafeteria staff working for me. I couldn't have any of that kind of staff working for me if I wanted to, if I wanted to make that much money. Right. So what I would then do is instead of having my own, like, let's say, let's say I owned the building. And so I owned everything. So instead of owning the building and having everything be under one corporation, I would just split everything off. I'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to own the corporation that's going to handle the janitorial services for this company. And so I'm going to be the CEO and I'm going to own this janitorial services company. And so when I run the janitorial services company, um, sure, I can only make this much money for being the CEO of the janitorial services company. Um, but that's fine because that's not where I'm making the most of my money. I'm going to have them do the work of the janitorial services. And I'll probably have like an operations manager that handles that. And he's going to make a decent amount of money, whatever, based off of, you know, pay of the lowest janitorial based person. And my big company will pay that company for the services that they do, yada, yada, yada. And then let's say I had a cafeteria. Well, I will then have a cafeteria company that I will be running the cafeteria and the cafeteria staff will be run by the, will be, will be paid and there'll be somebody over the cafeteria running the cafeteria and I'll be the head of the cafeteria. And that my position as head of the cafeteria, I'll be the CEO of that. I'll be able to make, you know, however many times the cap, lowest paid cafeteria worker would be and I'll have somebody running that. And so I'll just push off all of the low paying jobs into all their little corporations and then what? And then so I'll make sure that, that all of my professional jobs are, you know, so let's say, let's, let's say I have a call center. So let, I need a call center to handle my call center stuff. I'm going to outsource my call center. My customer service center is not going to be an outsourced thing. It's going to be, but it's going to be outsourced to another company that I own. And I'm going to be the CEO of this company too. And I'm, but I'm going to have somebody else who's going to be running that company. And that person is going to be paid, you know, also probably nice, big chunk or whatever, but wherever their pay was before, and they're going to be running that department, but it's going to be its own separate corporation and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's how you get around that kind of rule. That's what they, that's how the law will be written so that, so that they'll pass this feel good law 
to enable them to say, oh, well, CEO pay is now limited to such and such times greater than the lowest paid employee. But then they'll just wave the magic wand and make it so that nothing changes. So it's not the way to change it. The way to change it is through a, a tax system that basically you need a taxation system that basically makes sure that people who are higher earners pay their fair share and businesses that, you know, don't get to pay like 0% tax rates on, on what they earn. And you need, you need a minimum income, a universal basic income that's going to cover everybody. It's going to make sure that people are able to survive if they don't have a job and that, you know, small businesses can compete against the big ones and, and can, you know, and can work and, and can pay, you know, a wage they can afford to pay while people, you know, can choose to work for them if they want. And also it allows people to not have to settle for a job that they have to take. They can sit there and actually have their own worth. And so they can negotiate for jobs that they want to negotiate for. And they can say, okay, well, look, I feel that my labor is worth this. And then the employer is going to have to negotiate and then it's going to have to bring that down. And then maybe they'll maybe be able to make a little bit more money on top of that. And if they make a little bit more money, maybe they'll pay a little bit more in taxes and it might work each other out. So there you go. <laughs> Megan, or we can eat them. I just don't want to take that off the table. I got a guy. Well, I've seen the meme going around is all you got to do is eat one. If you eat one, <clears throat> maybe the rest of them fall in line. Uh, Tim, I saw Ozzy twice, 22 years apart. He was better the second time around. Well, in 22 years, all of the drugs had time to marinate. That's why he was better the second time around, because all those drugs just marinated in his system for so long, and it just made him that much better, right? <clears throat> I don't understand Ozzy's, Ozzy, though, because Ozzy, like, you know, how can somebody, like, like and then he starts singing and is like, you can, and he sounds clear when he sings, but then he starts talking, hey, Sharon, and it's all like this. So I don't understand that. I don't understand how that works. Although I don't understand how there's a lot of times you'll have British singer, a lot of British singers will sing, but they don't sound British when they sing. Not all of them, but some of them. So... All right, lots of Aussie talk. Boo, 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 boo. Jeff Gray, I have no idea how Aussie or Keith Richards is still alive. I mean, Keith Richards is going to outlast the cockroaches. Um, that, that's pretty much what's going to happen. So does Dylan. Yeah, Dylan. Well, no, Dylan. No, Dylan's the other way around. Dylan talks and sings where I... He looks just like he mumbles when he sings too. So you can you can fake being British when you sing. So I saw Adam Levine. Well, Adam Levine is Maroon Five, right? I'm confused. Hey, I'm, I was I was confused. I was about to confuse Adam Levine with Adam Lambert because Adam Lambert's the front man for the sort of Queen cover band that still has Queen members in it. Because I saw Queen, hey, Bicycle Mike, I saw Queen in concert uh, with Adam Lambert. It was a really good concert. It was really good. Um, but 
you know, I mean, he's Adam Lambert's not. I mean, he's not Freddie Mercury by any stretch of imagination. He's good, but it was awesome to see Brian May in concert. So, oh, we've got a caller. Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? What's going on, Khalil? I'm doing nothing much. Uh, What are you talking about tonight? It's just random stuff today, just anything. It's more like a, a potluck. Okay. I um one of the things I noticed is like I um go to Occupy. We used to go to Occupy back in 2011. Uh huh. Um, and I would sometimes see different people there, and I would see people coming. Some people just coming randomly days, and then they wouldn't be staying there, but they would be coming in and out of Occupy. Uh huh. And. Uh, one of the things I noticed is that a lot of them just came to support the movement, but a lot of them that supported the movement, they didn't spend the night. I know I didn't spend the night either, but a lot of them right. didn't spend the night either. Mm-hmm. And um, they would help clean up the park and stuff like that. And one of the things I, I try, I'd let people know is Occupy was not a left-wing organization. It's like it was basically trying to bring both parties together. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think there were some libertarian-type folks that I know of that were in Occupy. I think um, if I remember correctly, one of the guys that I used to debate, used to used to react to some of his videos until he got a little toxic on me, um, he used to be an Occupy-type person, and then he started really uh, getting behind um, and supporting uh, what's-his-face um, – Oh, what's his name? The guy that shot the people, um, the three people, uh, and got away with it. Uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse? Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, yes. I'm really forgetting names today. Um, yeah, he he, uh, he was, like, really being a real Kyle Rittenhouse apologist and whatever. But he, apparently he used to be, like, he's kind of libertarian-ish, and he, but he was definitely all part of Occupy and everything. And, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have heard some... No, definitely some leftist folks in Occupy, but I've definitely heard of, of a lot of people that were libertarian-type-minded, you know, folks in Occupy as well. And the thing I try to tell people is to forget about pajamas media and places like that because they'll have you believe that it's a liberal movement and these people don't want to work. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of people that are that are like I know Hal was calling some people progressives today, but I mean like. You know, I've been I've been really harping on the Young Turks, or as I've, I've been calling them, the Young Jerks recently, because they've been really progressive recently. They've been really jumping on some really conservative stuff, like some turf rhetoric, and some. They even said that they supported the ruling about affirmative action, and I'm like, what? Like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, are you like I, I don't understand how how they get any support from progressive folks anymore. It's it's like they're losing relevancy, and they really just want to. Um, they really just want to, you know, get like, I, I, it's like they want to get views by causing, you know, by causing, you know, a, a disruption or causing people to get mad or something and not by actually, actually doing anything good anymore. So I don't know. I used to like young Turks way back in the day, but now they've just gone, they've gone the plaid <laughs> or yeah, somebody says they're the sellout GQP. <laughs> I was the same way with Alex Jones until he started becoming too right wing, until he started to be, until also he started to double talk about things. I used to support him until I found he was he changed to be a right winger. 
I, I don't remember Alex Jones being anything but a right winger, but maybe I just caught him late. I don't know. <laughs> he, he used to be against the war. He used to support Occupy. He supported a lot of things. But then the only thing he really cares about his, is his gun rights and selling the, the, that snake oil crap. So he wasn't really leftist more. He was more libertarian. He was more like, so he was probably more like less government, you know, gov- government shouldn't be involved in anything. I've have, I know some people like that who were, who were very, 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 like government stay out of my way. I don't, I don't want government involved in anything. So that therefore they could find some common ground with leftists, um, even though they'll disagree with some leftists in some things. But then as they've progressed or regressed, so to speak, they will then go on and they've, they've embraced the conservative part of libertarianism, but then embraced the other conservative parts that are not libertarian and just gone full on conservative. So, yeah. Yeah. I know also sometimes they had to, they have people like come to occupy and take pictures. Like they've had police do that. And I found out that they have plain clothes police come to occupy sometimes too. Yeah, I mean that that's that, that that's par for the course. I mean that's why you have a lot of people, you know, very with very bad opinions of the police. And you know, I yeah. I, I often also I mean I have a video, um, one of my videos on my coming to terms with activism is about the whole ACAB thing and you know why people say all cops are bastards. And while I don't necessarily use that term myself, I go yeah. into why others use it um, and why I'm very close to being that, but um, I, I explain why I don't use it, but why others do and why I don't have a problem with why others do and why, you know, we basically almost have an agreement on it. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. I don't have a problem with people who are against, who, um, who, who make sense, who've actually had, who understand, but like people who are narrow-minded or hypocritical, the people that don't like cops but then defend immigration raids and all this other stuff or don't like cops even if they're good. You know, those are the well, people there's, that there's make the people that Well, there's conservatives. There's conservatives who will black the blue unless the blue – but they'll only black the blue when the blue is attacking the black people. When the blue people yeah. are attacking the conservatives, then they hate the blue. Like, they'll back the yeah. blue unless the blue is coming to take their guns. They'll back the blue unless the blue is uh, – preventing them from raiding the Capitol. They'll back the blue unless the blue is coming to, you know, arresting them for an insurrection. Like they, they, you know, they're hypocrites. There's just massive yeah. hypocrisy to the nth degree. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that are hypocrites and close money make us, make the actual cop haters that, um, that have, actually have a good gripe look bad. The hypocritical ones and the closed minded ones too. They make them look bad. Right. Because they co-opted the F the police thing, which pisses me off when, when I hear a hypocritical or closed-minded people say F the police. It kind of pisses me off because all that does is mess up the message of NWA. Right. Well, I mean, that's, that's when I, and I, think, I think one of the things I said in my, in my coming to terms as activism video about, about ACAB was, you know, when they said 911 is a joke, it wasn't because they were on the corner doing stand-up. It was because, you know, if, if they were to call 911 – you know, it, it wouldn't give them the the the, uh, the outcome that you would expect 911 for them to give. It, it would give them a different outcome because they can't rely on calling 911 in their neighborhoods. So that's why that's why they would say 911 is a joke. That's why you know music, you know, comes from a place of truth. That's why that's why you have to. That's why 
that's why they've used music as a vehicle to tell the story of what happens to them because that was the only way that a lot of the people could get the message out as to, hey, this is what's happening in our neighborhoods. Listen to yeah. this. So, yeah. unfortunately, so guy, many people are so closed-minded, they can't listen. They, they just, they'll sit there and they'll sit there and they'll jam the songs and they'll, and they'll, and they'll, and they'll listen to it on their radios, but they don't, they don't actually hear it. Like from yeah. that line from uh, White Man Can't Jump, like when, when uh, Wesley Snipes is telling Willie Harrelson, you know, y- you're listening, but you can't hear it or the other way around. And like when yeah. he's listening to Jimi Hendrix, but he can't hear it or he's hearing it, but he's not listening, whatever, whichever way he says it, like all of the people yeah. that's sitting there um, singing Killing in the Name of by, um, whatchamacallit, by... Um, Rage Against uh, the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. And they're all, they all like say, F you, I won't do what you tell me. And they're all like, you know, they're all jamming in their cars, yelling at, not realizing that the song is about, you know, racist cops. And yeah. and once they realize that the song was about racist cops, they're like, what? Wait, yeah. I didn't realize the song was about that. That's terrible. I'm like, why didn't you realize that? That's clearly what the song has been about from day one, yo. Yeah, and then, I feel like Kirsten, sorry, sorry for cutting you off. I was about to say something. Go ahead, sorry. go ahead. I feel like personnel. It was this guy that was riding, um, what's it called? Um, hijacked the Trump protest, and he said, "Why uh-huh. are you riding?" He said, "F the police." He said, "Have you had, ever had problems with police?" F the police. He said, "Do you know anybody that has ever had problems with the police?" F the police. I kind of wish I was there because I would have cursed him out one one on down the street to the other for misconstruing that thing. That's how mad it makes me when people misconstrue things that I meant for meant for good, and they just use it for their own their own uh, dumbness. Well, like, for I example, like, I've, I've used, for example, like, there was one time I was coming home, I was bringing a whole bunch of furniture back to my house um, from my uh, from my wife's aunt's house, and there was this one traffic light that hadn't been working for months. It was just a flashing red traffic light, and we were coming back across the bridge, and we saw, and we all at the same time in the car was like, wow, because we realized that the, that the light was green. And it was green for the first time in months. And we went across the green light. And then all of a sudden, the cop was behind us, like, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, what the hell? And so we pulled over into the parking lot. And, you know, the cop comes up and is like, uh, and I'm like, "Uh, can I help you, officer? What happened? He was like, did you know you ran a flashing red light? And I was like, we did not. And I started yelling at the cop immediately. And I was like, it's green. We all noticed that it was green. We can go back there. and And like, he was like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. It was green. We can go back there and see if you want. It's working now. Oh, okay. Well, you can go then. I'm like, okay. And he went away. I was like, and afterwards, I was like, man, if I was black right now, this would have worked out completely differently because I'm yeah. white, so I can yell at a cop. So it's not that I had a problem with the cop, but I realized the fact that if I was not white, I would have had a problem with the cop. And that's a problem yeah. that I have with the cops. Is that is that yeah. I have the ability to do what I did, and and other people don't. Yeah, <laughs> that's privileged, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So, all right, I have a couple more topics I want to get to before I end. I might be ending a little earlier than I normally do, but do you have anything else to say before you head off? Uh, real fast, did you have too many fake SJWs also on YouTube that don't go against actual bad cops? They just go after people who want to provoke cops. That's the only thing, yeah, I, you know. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you have to go out if, if you're going to be 
If you're gonna, you have to go after the bad cops. If you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be, you know, if you're gonna be going after cops, you have to go after the bad cops. You can't protect the bad cops. So I agree. So anyway, thank you so much, Khalil. I always like well, when you call in. I appreciate you. Uh, you have a great rest of your week. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Now it's Khalil again, everybody. Thank you, Khalil, for always calling in. Appreciate you a lot. Uh, always bringing good calls to the show. Um, let's see what somebody else said something. I was going to scroll back and see. Let's see. TYT sell GQP. That's where I last saw it. Andrea's here. Hey, Andrea. Um, I was fooled early by TYT. Now total sellouts. Exactly. I've been saying we need new progressives. Trying to hint to people, hey, we need new progressives. Come see Liberal Dan Radio, but it hasn't quite worked yet. Um, let's see. Uh, Thermals change with the wind. Exactly. There, there's been I've seen I've seen posts where where Chang will post something and then he'll post something like completely different two years later. It's kind of like how Trump's tweets don't age well, or Trump's tweets used to not age well as well. Um, Uh, P-Dubs is calling in. Okay, cool. Let's see. I'll, I'll get to you in a second, P-Dubs. Uh, I got pulled over and ticketed appropri- appropriately, so, but I asked if I could save tax if I paid cash. Answer is yes. Um, okay, I believe that's P-Dubs. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm really good. I wanted to call and thank everybody for helping me with my GoFundMe. And uh, Aaron, it's 52601. And um, I also well, That's zip code, to... not area code, but that's fine. I got. I, I, knew, I knew who it was, Aaron. It's cool. <laughs> oh, zip code, sorry. I wanted to also say that next month, my mom is going to give me a temporary gig um, she's writing another book, and she's going to have me type it for her because her hands or fingers are very arthritic. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a temporary thing, but it'll help. And I just really wanted to thank all you guys in the chat for being so kind to me. Well, that's awesome. I, I also want to thank everybody for chat for helping you out. I'm glad we could share the message out there that that you know, and, and I'm glad any help that, that the show can give you. And I'm glad that I'm glad that I I'm glad that we could use the show as a venue to give you the help that you need. So I, I appreciate you, P Dubs, for for constantly coming in and being a, being a, a a loyal listener. And I'm glad that we could do whatever it is what we can do as well. Um, I think I have her up as much as I can, Aaron. Maybe if I put my mouth closer to the phone, does that help? That might work. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, thank you, everybody, and, um, you know, I'm getting through this day-to-day and week-to-week, and, you know, with my mom's help a little bit, helping to, you know, helping her to write her book, it helps her and it helps me, and um, I really love your show. So oh, Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. Well, you guys mean a lot to me, too. I've made some really good friends in here, and I just wanted to express my gratitude and love you're gonna make me tear up (laughs) thank you thank you so much for calling in i appreciate you yep you have a good night 
good rest of your show. Thank you so much. You have a good one as well, P-Dubs. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I got to take a sip of water. Oh, crap. That made me more emotional than I thought I was going to get. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. It, 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 it feels good to be able to be able to help people. I mean, wow. Okay. Um, normally, ooh, I haven't taken a commercial break in a while. I, I'm not going to, but I, I, almost, I almost needed to take a commercial break. Whew. Anyway, so um, one of the things also that I wanted to talk about, and this is something that I had an interesting, this is something that I wanted to talk about, and I had an interesting thought today, and it, it's about the Georgia lawsuits, the Georgia case of, over Trump and his actions in trying to steal the, the Georgia electoral votes, Right? So we all know that Trump is trying to push back the federal cases till after mid-November next year so that if he wins the presidency, then he can either rename a new AG and as such then have the case dropped, or when he gets sworn in, he could just pardon himself and there you go, and then it's, and then it's all done and over with, assuming he can pardon himself, which people say that he can do. I don't know if he can. I don't know if there's anything preventing him from doing it. Um, I'm sure this activist conservative Supreme Court would rule that he can. I have no reason to believe that this activist conservative Supreme Court would say that he can't. So I'm just going to just assume that the Supreme Court would say that he can if he were to try to do so. But in state court, he can't. And first of all, I'm, I'm wondering, would there be a constitutional crisis if Donald Trump was elected president while in state prison? What would happen? What would happen if Donald Trump was convicted in Georgia, in a Georgia court, and sent to a Georgia prison? and had to serve a sentence, and then was elected president. Would he then have to be released for the tenure of his presidency? I mean, how would you do that? How could you justify that? There's a separation of state powers and, and federal powers. How would you then allow that to happen? Would, would, would the Supreme Court rule that he would have to be re- released temporarily so he could serve as president? Would you then have a prisoner president? That would seem to be very odd. But the other question I had about this whole thing is, is this. Why have we not seen or heard from Kemp at all? Why hasn't Kemp come out and pardoned Donald Trump. You would think that if he wanted to remain relevant in Republican politics, and if being relevant in Republican politics meant supporting Donald Trump, you, that he would just basically say, hey, I pardon you 
from whatever crimes that you're being accused of, whether or not you did them or not. I mean, he could do that, I'm assuming. Or why didn't Donald Trump come out and, and, and ask Kemp to say, hey, you should pardon me for what they're accusing me of? Because even though I didn't, because he'll say, even though I didn't do it, you should still pardon me because these are phony charges. So just pardon me for the phony charges because I didn't do it. So just pardon me so we can get this all over with. You know, again, you would think that that would be out there, that he would be, that he would be out there asking that to happen. Now, if Donald Trump were smart, and we already covered on this show that Donald Trump is not smart. If Donald Trump was smart, he would not have doubled down on the whole grabbing by the hoo-ha thing in the deposition. When asked in the deposition uh, for the E. Jean Carroll case about the second time when he was asked about the whole grabbing by the hoo-ha comments, if he was smart, he would have said, oh, that was just locker room talk. I don't do that. That's, I was just kidding. But instead, he was dumb and doubled down on the whole, yeah, rich people just do that. They just grab women by the hoo-ha and don't even ask, and they can just do that because that's what rich people do, thus proving that he feels it's okay to just walk up to people and grab them without their consent. If Donald Trump was smart, when handed a picture of, of, of a woman and said, who is this person, he would have said, I don't know who this person is. It, it doesn't, doesn't ring a bell. But no, he said, that's Marla. That's my second wife. And then, no, that was Eugene Carroll. So the person who he was saying was not attractive and not his type. He now is on record saying that the person who was not his type now looks like his second wife, who he clearly was attracted to. So again, we all know that Donald Trump is not smart. If Donald Trump is smart, Donald Trump would say, okay, well, he would be behind the scenes being like, you know what? If I get convicted of these charges in Georgia, Governor Kemp, you have the ability to pardon me. So if I'm convicted, pardon me, and therefore it'll just go away. But he's not smart. Donald Trump likes to talk. Donald Trump likes to shout his opinions all day long on Truth Social. Donald Trump likes to lambast the politicians who don't do his bidding. So I'm very surprised that we haven't seen any truths, truths out on Truth Social yet about why Governor Kemp hasn't went ahead and pardoned him for his phony crimes that he's being charged with on the perfect phone call that he made to uh, Secretary of State Roethlisberger or whatever his name is, um, that he, to asking for the votes that he just needed to get to win the Georgia's Electoral College votes. Like, I'm surprised we have not seen that yet. I'm surprised, I'm frankly surprised that Kemp just hasn't gone ahead and done it. Because, again, Donald Trump is not a smart person. And it, it would be very much like him to come out and be saying, I should be pardoned in Georgia for the crimes I'm being accused of, so therefore I don't have to deal with this lawsuit. So if it hasn't happened, I wouldn't be surprised 
if it happens soon. And if it happens soon, remember where you heard the idea first. Here on Liberal Dane Radio, talk for the left. That's right. Let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, my chat was disconnected for some reason. I don't know. Um, Kemp isn't going to run again, but Kemp r- might run for Senate. Kemp right, might might want to run for something else. Like, you know, he might want to be a vice presidential choice. See, that's another thing. Like, Kemp might want to be vice president. Uh, he might want to be in the vice presidential ticket. So, therefore, Kemp might buy his way into the vice presidential ticket if he were to pardon Trump for his crimes in Georgia. So, um, no way he can pardon himself. I, I, I don't know. Um, Bill M. Hey, Bill M. Hey, Bill Deacon. <laughs> pardon me. Pardon me. Pardon me. Actually, when, it, when, when they sing Pardon Me in that song, it always sounds like they're singing Potted Meat. <coughs> um, see, both Tim and Andrea seem to believe that Trump can't pardon himself. But I don't know what legal theory that's based on. I don't know why, what that's, I don't know what that's – P-Dubs, thank you for reminding me of Michigan. I wanted to talk about that before I got off, before I got off the air. Thank you for reminding me about Michigan. Um, I don't know what legal theory would be used to argue that Donald Trump can't pardon himself um, because the president has the power of pardons. I don't know – I don't know what – I don't know why, Andrea. He would have said it by now. He wouldn't ruin it by pardoning Trump if he ran for higher office. I, I don't know. So again, maybe Kemp's smarter than Trump, and maybe Kemp is kind of holding it in his pocket and saying, you know, look, if you're convicted, I'll pardon you if you make me your VP choice. Maybe that's what Kemp's thinking. I don't know. Um, but I'm not including that in my video. That I just that I, I just took a short recording of what I just said, and I'm and I'm uploading it to YouTube. It'll be live tomorrow. So, um, let's see. Um, but yeah, I, I don't. But when it comes to the federal crimes, I don't know. I don't. It's not settled as to whether or not a president can pardon themselves or not. Like I, I believe it's a legal question that's out there in the ether. I believe that some people believe that they can. I believe some people believe that they can't. However, what I believe at the end of the day is that we have a conservative activist court. And I believe that this conservative activist court, if it's brought to them, I believe the conservative activist court will rule that he can't. Like if he were to say, I pardon myself, I think, the conserv- I think it would be brought up to the Supreme Court. I think it would be challenged, and I think the conservative activist court would then rule either five to four or six to three that he that since he has the power of the pardon, he has the power to pardon anybody, including himself, unless he's impeached, unless he would be impeached and convicted of the articles of impeachment, and if when in, convicted of the articles of impeachment, the Senate chose to also deny him the ability to run for future office. 
if that's the case, then, then he can't be pardoned on those charges. But because he, he hasn't had that situation happen yet, that's when he can't pardon himself. But because that's not a situation that's happened yet, I believe that the conservative activist Supreme Court will absolutely side with him. Now, as P-Dubs brought up, uh, the Michigan 16. When it comes to the Michigan 16 and those people who were the fake electors that have been brought up on charges, um, you know, I, I heard one on the news today that there was one person who claimed that she didn't know what she was doing. She didn't know that she was signing up to be one of these fake electors, that she was just signing some sort of petition uh, showing that she disagreed with the election or something like that. Um, And normally I would say that feigning ignorance might not be a defense, but I really don't know if you're a Trump supporter, if you have to feign ignorance, because the fact that you're a Trump supporter means that you're ignorant in and of itself. So therefore, Ignorant is your basic state of mind in and of itself. So in reality, you know, you're just ignorant all of the time. So I don't know if that's going to be a good defense for you. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, you'll have to see, we'll have to probably have more than just that person and maybe other people saying that before uh, we get to the, uh, the bottom of the barrel, so to speak, and see what other information is there that the state has to be able to say, okay, these people were or were not misled. Um, but at the end of the day, they, the 16 people who signed this thing may very well take plea deals uh, just to be able to get the bigger fish. They may very well say, look, we were manipulated into doing this by these people. We'll plead to a lesser charge and we'll give you all the information that we have on the bigger fish so that you can fry those bigger fish up and send them up the river. And that's what I think is ultimately going to happen with those Michigan 16, because I think they're ultimately after the bigger fish, um, because I think the bigger fish are much more important than the people who are on the signed up as the electors. So, P-Dubs, one of the people Trump pardoned was a scammer, and he got released, and now he has been recharged for new scams. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't it be any other way, right? What's up, TK? How's it going? Good to see you. Um, From Andrea. Let's bring this over here. Law. Can Trump pardon himself? From Nina Totenberg. With pressure mounting from all sides, President Trump is reportedly telling aides once again he wants to pardon himself before he was elected. Trump had a grandiose view of his ability to defy political gravity. In 2016, he gleefully and famously told a campaign rally, I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and not lose any voters. I mean, he's probably true about that. He probably wouldn't lose any voters. His lawyers will later argue the same kind of legal immunity in court and from early days in time of office, the power he appeared to relish most was the pardon power. It is near absolute. He did not consult anyone. And early on in the Russia probe began to unfold. Trump was asking aides whether he could pardon himself is a question he has returned to in recent weeks. News organizations, including ABC New York Times, have reported that Trump has told advisors he wants to pardon himself, as well as his children and their spouses, so that they cannot be investigated and prosecuted for federal crimes. So again, this is January 9th, 2021. Um, 
were he to do that, especially part of himself, it would once again put him in uncharted legal territory with Trump deviating from every other president and believing that he has the power to part of himself and setting a dangerous precedent for the future. The president does indeed have broad but not completely unlimited parting power. The Constitution gives him the power to pardon others for federal crimes that they may have committed, whether or not they have been charged by the time he leaves office, but he can't pardon himself from impeachment. That keyword. Uh, he has no authority to pardon anyone for crimes committed under state law. Thus, he has no ability to block the ongoing investigation of his finances in New York. While some constitutional scholars argue that the pardon power is absolute, most believe a president cannot pardon himself. To begin with, says Harvard Law Professor Cass Sunstein, the idea of a pardon stems from the English law idea of mercy or grace. It doesn't make sense to show mercy or grace to yourself. Other scholars note that linguistically, you cannot grant a benefit to some. You can you grant a benefit to somebody else, not yourself. Eh, I don't necessarily agree with that. But the most persuasive argument against self-pardon, says Michigan State University Law Professor Brian Colt, is that allowing them would violate the principle that no one can be the judge in their own case. Indeed, that was the formal legal opinion rendered by the Justice Department in 1974 during the Nixon presidency. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything because the Justice Department just recently changed its opinion um, recently when it comes to Trump and whether or not you know, he was using his uh, authority as president when he made the statements about the E. Jean Carroll case. Uh, they first, the Justice Department first said that he wasn't, he was using his capacity as president and therefore would defend him. And now they're saying that he wasn't using his capacity as president. Therefore, they're not defending him. Uh, let's see, Trump has openly enjoyed violating law established norms and pardons have been no exception. Harvard Law Professor Jack Goldsmith has examined all of Trump's pardons and sentence commutations. We determined at least 85 of the 94 have some personal or political connection or self-serving in some way. Goldsmith, who served as head of the Office of Legal Counsel, notes that the pardon controversies are hardly unique. What's new is this massive extent to which Trump has circumvented Justice Department office charged with processing pardon application. Trump loves to exercise the hard powers of the office and loves to do if he thinks there's something in it for him personally. Till now, no president has pardoned himself. Nixon contemplated it, but faced with his own Justice Department's legal opinion that it would be unconstitutional. He didn't do it. Of course, he had his vice president do it. Now, though, there is concern about creating a new president. If you play this out, a president leaving, president before leaving the White House could, for instance, sell the greatest state secrets to nuclear codes for billions of dollars and then pardon himself out the way out the door. Um, Goldsmith notes that incoming Biden administration is already facing a lot of pressure to investigate and prosecute Trump for his actions. Uh, while President-elect Joe Biden has not previously indicated any enthusiasm for the idea of Trump pardons himself, it's going to make more likely that they'll go forward, blah, blah, blah. Um, doo, 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 doo. But again, the key words from what I was saying is not, you know, I mean, all that is well and good, but the key words from what I was saying is that we have a conservative activist court. So all that's all well and good. That all may very well, you know, the Lincoln, or not Lincoln, the Trump just. No, the Nixon Justice Department may very well have believed that it, w- it would be unconstitutional for Nixon to pardon himself. And that may, may very well have been their opinion at the time. But we have an activist conservative Supreme Court. And this activist conservative Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. This activist conservative Supreme Court enabled somebody to put no gays allowed on their website uh, if they want to make gay wedding websites. They, they can now put, except for the gay people... <laughs> This activist conservative Supreme Court has gone against legal precedent for many times now. What would stop this activist conservative Supreme Court from going against these legal scholars as well and say, yes, of course, this president can uh, 
can pardon himself, why wouldn't he be able to? Um, let's see. Constitution pardon power. I'll just look that real quick. Um, Constitution. Constitution. Presidential powers. Let's go that way. Article two. Let's see. President shall be commander-in-chief of the Army, Navy, of the United States, and of the militia of the several states, when called into actual service of the United States. He may require the opinion and writing of principal officer in each of the executive departments upon the, any subject relating to the duties of the respective office, and he shall, have the, he shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses and grievances for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. I mean, Alito, if Alito were to be the one to write the opinion of the court in this matter, would simply say that the plain text reading of the Constitution says the president has the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. This is not a case of impeachment. Therefore, he has the power to pardon, even if it means himself. It does not exclude himself. So therefore, he has the power to pardon himself. And that's, that's how this activist conservative Supreme Court would rule. That's how Alita would word it. That, that's as simple as it would. And, and Alita would word it that way. Uh, Clarence Thomas would go along with it. Uh, Gorsuch would go along with it. Kavanaugh would go along with it. Barrett would go along with it. I don't know if Roberts would go along with it, but they don't need Roberts. All they need is those five. So that's, that's, what I'm, that's how I'm thinking it would go. Hopefully we won't have to deal with that question. Hopefully Trump will lose, and there you go. But even if Trump wins, even if Trump doesn't have the power to pardon himself, he wins. He he wins. He has a trusted. If if he wins and he tries to pardon himself, and uh, the Supreme Court says no, then he resigns and his vice president does it. Then you ha- then you play musical chairs. This would, this would, he would make a mockery of the office. Let let's record this one. This is, this, is, this will be amusing. So again, as I said. Um, if, if Alito were to make, write the ruling of this, whether or not Trump has the ability to pardon himself or not, he would basically just read the Constitution and say uh, that the president has the power to pardon on all matters except for impeachment. So therefore, because he's not being impeached, therefore he can pardon himself. That's why I believe that the activist conservative Supreme Court would rule that President Trump would have a President Trump would have the power to pardon himself. Now. Uh, even if they didn't say that he had the power to pardon himself and they ruled against him magically and said, no, if you don't have the power to pardon himself, this pardon is not allowed. Uh, therefore, <clears throat> the, the trials will have to go on as scheduled if he won the office. Uh, he could then just resign. And if he resigned, then guess what? His vice president could then pardon him for all of his crimes. And then what could his vice president do? His vice president then could name Donald Trump, I think, to be president. Maybe. Maybe. 
I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I don't know if that would work with the uh, being elected. I don't know if that would work being elected another time. There, there's because he's not being elected another time, but he's just being because but he's just being appointed at this point. And then uh, so I think that would work technically under the rules. And then the vice president could resign. Donald Trump would become president. And then Donald Trump could reappoint his former vice president back to being vice president again. And then you'd just be playing musical chairs all to get around the ridiculous rules or all to play his ridiculous games. He would just play musical chairs all to get around the rules because it's all a game to him. So it would just, you would just hear yakety sacks in the background as he plays games with the U.S. government. And that's why... One of the many reasons it's important to make sure that Donald Trump never gets back in the office of the presidency again, because uh, he will just make a mockery, even more of a mockery of the office than he did before. Somebody tell Trump he can't pardon himself. He will take off to Russia, 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 which he thinks, which one he thinks out of the three. That's a stretch. VPs don't get to pick POTUS. But if, if VPs don't get to pick POTUS, no, but the VP becomes POTUS, Bill. If when, when Nixon resigned, Nixon's vice president became president, right? So Nixon resigned, and then what's his face? became president. But the speaker didn't become the VP, I don't think. Um, To do, to do. Yeah, Spiro, no, Spiro Agnew was his first. Spiro Agnew was the first vice president under Nixon, but Gerald Ford was his second. Um, um Who became vice president under Gerald Ford? Nelson Rockefeller. Upon Nixon's resignation, Vice President Gerald Ford assumed the presidency on August 20th. Ford nominated Rockefeller to the next Vice President of the United States. In considering presidential nominees, Rockefeller was of the three primary candidates. The other two were Donald Rumsfeld and George H.W. Bush. Um, blah, 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 blah. Rockefeller was also persuaded by Ford's promise to make him a full partner in his presidency. 
Um, so no, it was not the Speaker of the House that became. You don't follow the rules of the. You don't follow the rules of secession um, in the case where the president. In the case where the president resigns and the vice president takes over, you only follow the, the Speaker of the House only becomes the president if both the president and the vice president just get yeeted and disappear together. But the so, but when the vice president takes over as president, the vice president gets to pick the vice president becomes president and gets to pick his new vice president. It doesn't. It's not the speaker of the house. So that's why I'm saying that the vice president could pick his own could then become president and pick his own vice president, <clears throat> and then he could pick Trump to be his own vice president. And then he could resign, and then Trump would become president, and then Trump could just pick him to be vice president again and get around the whole thing about whether or not he could pardon himself. So it would just be a silly musical chairs game. And, I mean, again, it's just, it's just another reason why Donald Trump getting back into the White House could be making the, the, the whole thing a mockery, even if I don't think the Supreme Court would rule against him. I, I honestly believe that the activist conservative Supreme Court would rule in his favor that he could pardon himself. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why this, why Alito, I'm assuming Alito would write the ruling because why wouldn't he? Um, it, it, it would be right up his alley to do so. Um, and again, if that happens, if, if, if all of those things just fall in line, if, if the if the lawsuit if, if if the court case gets delayed so long, if Donald Trump ugh, becomes the next becomes president again, if Donald Trump tries to pardon himself and it goes before the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court rules in Donald Trump's favor and Alito writes the ruling, July nineteenth, twenty twenty three, here is where you heard the prediction. Remember it, remember that. And if it didn't, well, it's it's a far prediction. So. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, but I'm making that prediction of the bold prediction this far ahead. Hopefully I'm wrong. I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm hoping that Trump doesn't get reelected, just changing that whole potential history just out of the realm of possibilities. But if all of those fall into place and I end up being right, which unfortunately I am too many times, we'll see. Um, Anywho, blah, blah, blah. Literally circular logic, absurd, but you've frightened me now. You're welcome, Bill. That's the kind of, see, that's the kind of thing that, um, that's the kind of thing that I was worried about. I was worried. The one thing I didn't talk about during the Trump presidency is I was actually worried that Donald Trump was going to expand the court. I, I didn't really talk about it much publicly because I didn't want to jinx it. I was worried that when Donald Trump was president that he was going to expand the court because he had the Congress to do it. They could have done the nuclear option. They could have, they could have used the, broken up the filibuster. They could have just smashed the filibuster to pieces when the, when the Republicans had control of the Senate and the Republicans had control of the House. They had until 2019 to do it. They could have just smashed the court to pieces, expanded it to 15 seats, and just shoved a whole bunch of Republicans in there. I was, I, I was, I was already afraid that he was going to 
I was that he was going to name three Supreme Court justices, and I was right that he did so. I, I, I correctly predicted that he would name three Supreme Court justices, and I'm mad at the 12% of Bernie Sanders' primary voters that went ahead and um, flipped from Bernie to Trump in the general election. If those 12% of Bernie primary voters would have just voted for Jill Stein, they didn't have to vote for Hillary. They could have just voted for Jill Stein, and Hillary Clinton would have won. Seriously. Anyway, but the one thing I was really concerned about was Trump, was Trump expanding the court and expanding it to 15 seats. And that's why I didn't talk about it, because I didn't want that to happen. And I didn't want to jinx it, so I stayed real hush-hush about it. Um, and it would have to be confirmed by Congress, absolutely, but he, would, he had the Congress to do it. He had a Republican Senate that could have popped the nuclear option and pushed it through and the Republican House to do it because the Congress didn't flip till 2018. He had two years that he could have done it. Um, the best thing about Trump being president, he had no idea how stuff works. He kind of does now. Maybe I don't even think he does. I don't think he does. Do you think Joe should in 2024? I mean, he's the presumptive nominee because he, I mean, who else is going to run? That's, that's my question about that. Is it possible that, you know, we could have somebody better? Who? That's what I would, that's what I would ask anybody who wants somebody else to challenge Donald Trump. Who, who would be the better person? Joe Biden has already defeated Donald Trump once. Who, who, who would there be? Gavin Newsom? Yes, Dreamlight Valley. We're going to do Dreamlight Valley soon. Um, Gavin Newsom? Maybe. Maybe Gavin Newsom? I don't know. I don't know if Gavin Newsom is, would be popular enough to, to nationwide to be able to bring that home. Joe Biden is, to me, he's progressive enough on LGBTQ issues because he brought Obama over on the LGBTQ issues while being centrist enough on labor issues and, and working class issues to, to bring home people in, in like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania type areas while also being popular enough by being Barack Obama's vice president amongst black voters to bring them out as well. And like with, you know, Clyburns or whatever to, and, and other Congress folk, you know, to bring out the black vote too. Biden is like the perfect storm of bringing out everybody. Who else can bring out that block of vote? Who, who else can do that? If you can show me anybody else that can do that, Maybe I would get behind that other person coming out and doing it. But until that happens, I can't think of anybody better to challenge the presumptive nominee of Donald Trump than Joe Biden. It's as simple as that. So I'm riding with Biden until you can show me somebody else that, that would be better. It's definitely not Kennedy. And that's because that's, that's he's a nutball goo, clearly. It's not Marianne Williamson. It's not no-party a-hole What's-his-face, Mansion. Well, I've already ranted about that before. 
Like, I don't know who else it would be. I don't think uh, Kamala Harris has enough experience under her belt yet to be able to get it. Um, again, I don't think I don't I don't know if Newsom is going to have enough support behind him to get out everybody that he needs to get out. Um, I like Newsom. I would vote for Newsom, no problem. I just don't think he has enough to get out the vote to get him. Um, I don't think. Pete Buttigieg has enough to get out the vote and get behind him. Uh, Bernie has proven that he just ignores the South when it comes to the primaries. If he can't primaries, if he can't campaign smart in the primaries, how is he going to campaign smart in the general election? Bernie's tone deaf to Bernie suffers from the problems that many that many on the left. Um, and I consider myself a leftist progressive type person, but there are a lot of people on the left who um, want to say that fixing the economy fixes everything, and that's just not true. You can't ignore the racial issues. Um, I just don't know who you can get. I don't know who you can get. Um, Bill, I agree. I, I do think Biden should expand the court, and I think 15 is the number. You start at 15, and you end at 13. That's the thing. Like a lot of people say they want to do it at 13, but you don't start at 13. You start at 15 to end at 13. And they would take an act of Congress to expand the court, which means you need to get the House again. You need to get the House back, and you need to keep the Senate. So I like Katie Porter too, Bosco Mike, but again, would, would, would Katie Porter get the votes? That's the problem, is the more... The more left you get, the, the less people in the center you're gonna. You, the people in the center are gonna go, and from the swing states, they're gonna go the other way. So, I don't know. Tim says Hillary, but too many sexists. I think it has nothing to do with Hillary. I would have been happy with President Clinton, but there are too many sexists in this country. I think. So I don't know. Um, P-Dubs asked about the orange elephant getting the target letter today. I'm not surprised about him getting the target letter. Uh, I, I don't think, I think that might be a next week topic though. I think we'll find out more from that next week. Um, so that might be a next week topic. Anyway, I am going to go ahead and, and shut down the episode this week so I can set up a stream for Dreamlight Valley for, for Twitch over at nerdydan.com. If you do want to talk about more of this stuff, I will be happy to talk about more of this stuff over on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. Come over there. We'll talk about that while I play Dreamlight Valley. It's totally cool. We can continue the conversation about that over there. I just want to play some of the Dreamlight Valley stuff so I can get that and start working on that out of the way. I know Aaron wants me to do that as well. Um, so we're going to do that. Let me pull up my ending show music. Um, if I can find it. There we go. Anyway, so that's the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Again, join me next in a few minutes. I'll be over on twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. I will also be on Twitch tomorrow, 8 p.m. Central on, again, twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. Please go to twitch.tv slash liberaldanradio and follow me over there. I'm not doing any streaming over there yet, but I may start at some point, and I want to get the ball rolling on my uh, starting to be an affiliate. Remember to like 
comment and share my YouTube videos over here to help get the algorithm going to start getting myself to try and get me up to a thousand subscribers so I can try and get monetized over here as well. Until uh, so next week, this is Dan Zimmerman from the Van Radio. Uh-huh. <laughs>